Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number four. On this week's show, we're taking a trip down to the Caribbean for a trip to Royal Caribbean's private island of Labadee. This little piece of paradise has become an iconic Royal Caribbean port of call, and it's among one of my favorite places to go. So let's talk about the beaches in Labadee, shore excursions while in Labadee, and pretty much everything else there is to do while you're on shore. And we also have more of your listener feedback to share, so here we go. For those unaware, Labadee is a private island by Royal Caribbean. It's not actually an island. It's a peninsula. Royal Caribbean calls it an island for all intents and purposes. We'll call it an island, even though we know it's actually a peninsula. And the uh, nation of Haiti is actually attached to the northern part of the country. And it's a secluded area that is a controlled environment. And Royal Caribbean built this island, using the word loosely, to kind of give guests an opportunity to go to a... Caribbean paradise place that the cruise line manages and runs and pretty much gives you what a typical tourist might be interested in. There isn't anything else to do really in terms of sightseeing or going into the city or anything. This is mostly just a beach destination. Now, getting to Labadee is actually easier than it used to be. Back in the day, ships would have to use tenders or little ferries to get you back and forth, but uh, in the recent years, they have added docks to Labadee, so it's very easy to get on and off the ship, which makes it very convenient for guests because you can get parts of the island that you want to see, go back to the ship if you need to, and come back again, vice versa, back and forth all day long with not a lot of issues. So there are basically six areas of Labadee. We're going to go to an overview of each area and then dive into really what Labadee has to offer. The first area is Dragon's Plaza, and this is where you enter or leave Labadee from the dock. And it's named after Dragon's Breath, and you're going to hear the word dragon quite a bit in this week's episode, and that's because Dragon's Breath is a rocky cove near the ocean on Labadee that sounds like a dragon when the ocean hits the rocks, and quite a bit of, like I said, the island is named after this, so that's why you're going to see a lot of ocean. Anyway, this is the entrance area to Labadee. This is where you come in and go. This is also where you'll have to go through security when you're coming back to the ship. This is nominal, you know, part of the whole thing. Anyway. The other next area is Buccaneers Bay, and this is where you go to embark on most of the aquatic excursions on the island, such as jet skiing, parasailing, and more. We'll talk a little bit more about this later on. You can also book excursions here if you need to. Next is Barefoot Beach, which is a private beach for sweet guests that feature cabanas to rent. Town Square, many of the restaurants, bars, and other facilities are found in this area. Adrenaline Beach, which is a beach located underneath the zip line and in front of the roller coaster. Again, more on this a little later. And Columbus Cove. Another beach area that has water toys, such as the floating mat, and aqua park. So we talked a little bit about the beaches here. You know, each of the beaches has its benefits and, and downsides to them. It really depends on what you want to be doing on your day. If you're just interested in sunbathing, well, really any of these beaches aren't bad. It's really a matter of how crowded you want it to be. There's no question that most guests get off the ship and get to the first beach they see, which is usually right around Adrenaline Beach. The problem with the Adrenaline Beach is the water tends to be kind of rocky in this area, and you'll need water shoes, or at least you'll need to be you know, looking where you're walking most of the time. Now, Columbus Cove is another beach option, and this one offers a lot more sandy-type beach. It's also a little further away, and it's going to require quite a bit of walking, but if you get there, you're going to find a much better location. And Barefoot Beach is a beach reserved for, for cabana guests, and this beach is great if you can get into it, the problem is, of course, you need to pay extra to get in there, and you need to be a sweet guest on top of that. So that's not usually what most people uh, have as, as an option for themselves. So when we're talking about you know these beaches, and there's also more to do in terms of just sitting at the beach and, and sunning yourself or going in the water. There's a lot to do in Labadee, and Royal Caribbean offers quite a bit. 
There's a number of excursions you can choose from. Among the most popular is the Dragon's Breath Zipline. And this is a zipline that starts out on top of a mountain that's high up and goes right over not only Adrenaline Beach, but over the Atlantic side of the ocean as well. It's a really cool experience. It's $94 per person. And here's what most people will say to you if they've ever done it before. They say, it's great to do it once, but really not worth it after that because the price per person is really kind of high. But if you want to experience it, there's no better way to see Labadee than on the zip line. The next is the Dragon Tails Roller Coaster. Now, the Dragon's Tail Roller Coaster is also on the same mountain as the zip line. And this is more of an alpine roller coaster. It's hard to explain because it's not your traditional roller coaster with a big train. It's really just vehicles that can accommodate up to two people. And they're $23 per person, or you can get a $40 per person all-day pass. So that requires about two rides or so, a little more than two rides, three rides really, to break even on the fact. It's fun. It's, again, great view, can be very thrilling, and it's something else to do if that's of interest to you. Over at Columbus Beach, you have the Arawak Aqua Park, and this is $17 per person for one hour, and it's basically a bunch of water toys that you and your family can enjoy. This is very popular with children especially kids that can, you know, are strong swimmers. And there's, you know, the trampoline, there's some pyramids. All this is in the water, so you can hop on trampolines from one trampoline to another. You can climb different things. The idea being mostly not so much to climb successfully, but to fall back into the water. It's a great opportunity. And what's really nice about this is, again, they're only for one hour, so they don't just sell this to everybody on the ship and then it becomes jammed with people. It's available throughout the day for just one-hour increments, so that way they can maintain the right amount of people that can be using this. There's, of course, Dragon's Breath Point, which I mentioned earlier, and this is basically a rocky alcove on the west part of the peninsula where you can go. It's nice for just a walk in general, and you can see the water and hit the waves. And again, if you listen carefully, it does sound like the, it sounds like a dragon breathing in essence, and it's quite, it's kind of cool. And again, a nice scenic part of your trip if you're just looking for something a little more low key to just, you know, walk around. Of course, there's plenty of traditional excursions available for you as well. You can rent jet skis, go parasailing, all those kinds of you know stereotypical things you might find in a beach area. They're all available for varying prices, and you get to tool around in an area that's pretty uninhabited. It's really just you, the cruise ship that you're on, and your fellow you know, excursioneers. The benefit being that you're not just on a whole lot of traffic. You don't have to worry about other people being there. Perhaps in other islands that you'll be going to, it might be a little busier. So again, it's easy to do, and you can book all of these excursions that I just mentioned in advance, either online or on your ship, or even on the island itself, maybe if you want to wait and see what's available. Of course, if you wait that long, you're risking running out of availability. The other thing that Labadee offers is shopping, and there's a craft market that's available. They added this a couple of years ago, and basically it's it's a number of locals, who do you know Haitians, who come by every day and will sell their various wares to you. It's kind of like your typical straw market you might find in other islands that you may have been to before. This is cash only, so unlike everything else I'll tell you about on the island, you do need to bring cash for this part. You know, how interesting or fun it is kind of depends on what you're looking for. It's just basic crafts. It's good, you know, to take a look at. They're, you know, usually pretty good about the, you know, locals not being too pushy or anything like that. Certainly not as bad as some places we've been, but there is some negotiating required. Your best bet is to certainly not just take the sticker price for what it is. You're supposed to negotiate the price down and kind of go from there. A lot of what they offer is pretty much more of the same. There's not a whole lot of variety, but hey, it's fun. And it's, you know, you never know what you're going to find there. Maybe it's that one thing you've been looking for that'll complement that your house or a friend who's looking for a gift. It can be a great opportunity for you. And it's worth it. It's good, you know, when you need a break from the beach, perhaps. 
Located also in Labadee is the Barefoot Beach Club. And we mentioned this earlier. And this is cabanas that are available for rent. Now, I mentioned earlier they're available to concierge or suite guests who want to book it on a first-come, first-served basis. However, it is also available, and I happen to know this from first-hand experience, if you book it the day of if you're just a regular guest. Meaning, if you arrive in Labadee, go straight to Barefoot Beach Club, you're going to find a walled-off area with a employee there and you can say you know inquire are there any available extra cabanas available and if there are you can book them right there on the spot now what a cabana gets you is there's a lot there's access to the beach so it's a secluded beach you can only people that are staying cabanas can get to this beach you get access to complimentary lounge chairs floating mats and use of snorkeling equipment you can also relax in your own cabana which is open air but offers furniture for one thing and a fan so it's nice keeps the air moving you also have a dedicated cabana attendant service. If you want to order any water, drinks, whatever, they're there for you. Complimentary bottled water is provided. And again, all that equipment I mentioned earlier. And of course, you also get access to exclusive Barefoot Beach Club beverage menus priced accordingly. So they'll give you a little bit different of price. And you also get an upgraded lunch menu at the private barbecue facility. So what is this all going to cost you? Well, the cabanas run for anywhere from about $225 to $250 per cabana. And they can accommodate, again, up to six people. Now, the most common question I get, Matt, is it worth it? You know, I always tell people, basically, it comes down to, like, first class on an airplane. Is first class worth it? Well, no, it's not a cost equation. It's something that's going to get you a better deal, perhaps. But it's nice to have if you can afford it. And, of course, the more people you have, the better value it is. For two people, it probably doesn't make a whole lot of financial sense. But if you've got four, five, six people and you want to split up the cost a little bit, it might be a great way to splurge. And, of course, you need to be staying in the suites or you need to be able to show up there right early on in the day. And I do recommend showing up very early as soon as you dock would be ideal and ask about if there's any available extras to book. I think I would be remiss in any episode we're talking about Labadee if I didn't talk about the Labadoozy. If you've never been to Labadee, then this is yeah, – pay attention. <laughs> I, I hope I don't spend the rest of the episode talking about this. But the Labadoozy is basically a special drink that's made – only, well, it's not made only in Allen, but it's available specifically on Labadee, although you can't order it elsewhere. Basically, it's a frozen, fruity drink that they sell there. It's called Named After the Island, and you'll often hear many of the staff that's working on the island offering these, you know, shouting, Labadoozies, get your Labadoozies, and it's, it, it's part of the experience to have a Labadoozie. Basically, it's a, not only is this the frozen, fruity drink, it comes in a huge sports cup, and you can get this actually with alcohol and without alcohol. I'm going to assume that most people are interested in the alcohol version. And it's just, it's one of those things you, I think you really have to have if you're on Labadee because it's just, it makes the experience. It's just when in Rome kind of a, a moment. And the Labadoozy has certainly become one of those iconic Royal Caribbean food. In this case, it's a drink, but it's just one of those things that, you know, when people think of a Royal Caribbean vacation and they say, oh, you went to Labadee? Did you get a Labadoozy? It's one of the most common things that it's out there. It's it's fun. It's you know. Anyway, I could go on for more, but we'll leave it at that. So if you go to Labadee, at least try one Labadoozy to at least say you had one. So when you're planning your day at Labadee, there's a lot to choose from. And what I like about it is that you have that choice, but really at the end of the day, it's a great place to simply go to the beach. It's a wonderful beach. It's beautiful. There's different beach angles you can get, whether you're on the Atlantic side or the protected little cove, if you want to call it, at the harbor on the south side. There's plenty to do in terms of excursions. It offers a lot, and it's that controlled environment again, which is great for people who just want to relax, not worry about anything else. There's no noise from the city or anything like that. It's a great, 
beautiful island that Royal Caribbean's built and, and really maintained over the years. Probably the one thing I'm not a huge fan of, and this comes into a tip right here, is the food. Basically, for most people that are staying on Labadee, is you have the option, there's a barbecue that's on the island. It's not great. I'm not a huge fan of burgers and hot dogs. It's not nothing that like excites me, right? Especially when I know that there's really good food back on the ship. And with that dock, it can really be easy for you to just pick up your stuff or leave yourself with someone else and go back to the ship, go have lunch, and then come back to the island again for some more time. It's a great opportunity for you to get some better food on the ship and still come back to the island. But if you're interested, there's more nothing wrong with checking out the barbecue food that the island have as well. Labadee, again, is a great place. And really, when you're planning your cruise vacation that includes a stop here, I think it's going to be a highlight of your stay, and I'm really a big fan of it. So next time you're on there, please have a Labadoozy for me and have a great time. From the beginning of this podcast, I wanted your listener feedback to be a critical part of this show, and we're going to go right to that with our first email. is from Christopher Percy, one of my favorite listeners, and wrote, just listen to episode three. Great job. The addition of a guest, this time Becky from MEI, is a brilliant idea and also takes off some of the pressure of you to carry the whole show. After her strong recommendation of a loft suite, I think my wife and I will try that classic cabin on our next cruise. I always like the addition of the show notes to the podcast, really supports the podcast, and provides great additional information as well. Thank you, Christopher. I love Becky. She's a great friend of mine, and she's well-spoken, and I know that she would be thrilled to know that you that she convinced you and your wife to uh, check out that loft suite. I would love to do that myself. It looks beautiful. So thank you for the feedback there, Christopher. Next is Peter from Scotland. Having listened to episode three on Oasis makes me want to jump on a plane to Miami for a seven-night cruise on either Oasis or Alert. Sounds unbelievable. We can sample Oasis next year when she pays a visit to Southampton. Looking forward to number four. Cheers. Thank you, Peter. Always appreciate your positive feedback and, and all your thoughts on that. And I'll tell you, you haven't cruised Royal Caribbean until you cruise on Oasis or Allure. And by the sounds of it, probably Quantum of the Season when we get to that as well. So thank you, Peter. Next is Robert Vanover, who writes... I'm wondering if you're planning on doing ship reviews, please consider Freedom of the Seas. Freedom is a great ship, Robert, and I'm not sure if you're following the blog earlier, but we did a cruise on Freedom in February. It was our second time on there, and it's a beautiful ship, and I definitely think we're going to be doing some upcoming episodes about that because Freedom is a very popular ship, and it's a great ship to go on, so there's lots to talk about. Lastly, we have a comment from Gigi's Journey 76 over on our RoadCurbingBlog.com website, and he or she wrote, considering a Canada, New England cruise on Brilliance of the Sea, first time cruiser would love detailed information on the ship and some outstanding port activities for seniors. I think that's a great cruise to go on. I haven't had a chance to do a Canada, New England cruise, but I think we can get maybe someone on here to help us talk about that because it's a wonderful opportunity and looks really great. And Brilliance of the Seas is a great ship as well. So I think he definitely picked a good itinerary there. So look for some more information on that in an upcoming episode. I encourage you to send your thoughts as you listen to the podcast by tweeting us, posting a message on Facebook, emailing us, or posting a comment on the site. In fact, we're going to be recording an upcoming episode all about our listeners' experience on their first Royal Caribbean cruise. Want to hear what ship you went on, why you chose that, why you chose Royal Caribbean, and all that good stuff we'd like to hear about that. So send in your story, and you might just share it in an episode. Of course, on Twitter, we're at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. Or you can email us at matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com or maybe a little more interactive and call the Royal Caribbean Blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg and we'll talk again soon.